When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. I I think there's another quarterback that's going to be on the market soon that the 49ers are going to want to take a look at, and he's in Minnesota right now. I think we all know the history between Kyle Shanahan and Kirk Cousins. This is something that's been going on for years, I've never seen somebody want a quarterback as bad as Kyle Shanahan has. And it was a deal that almost happened, too. Kyle, uh, Kirk Cousins almost wound up with Kyle in San Francisco. It did not. Uh, and I, I think they're waiting for that deal to, to, to wrap up, maybe even a trade. We don't know if that, that could actually that happen. Was- but these are things that are on the table. Reckless speculation. That was Diana Rossini this morning on Get Up. This is Purple Daily on 1500scorenorth.com, the Score North app, and streaming live on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook. Rami Makhlouf in the TCL Broadcast Studios. In for Matthew Collar today and tomorrow and alongside Courtney Cronin of ESPN.com. Or do we call you Courtney R. Draft Scout? Was that a permanent thing or was that oh, temporary? Oh, it's a permanent okay. thing. Okay. So permanent through the draft. Courtney R. Draft Scout with us We here have a bump for it and everything, but drive. I don't know if we have any Courtney R. Draft Scout themed content today that's probably going to come for tomorrow because you can't just you know you can't blow it all at once I mean, you right. spread it out throughout we'll, the week we'll but... save that for tomorrow because yeah. diana rosina gave us uh diana rosini i should say gave us uh plenty to talk yes. about here at least in the next 25 minutes before uh we're joined later in the show by a guest to talk about this uh cba deal that keeps hitting snags and i'm afraid is going to affect football christmas but we'll get details on that coming up at 12 30 diana rosini you heard it right there saying that the Viking, or excuse me, the 49ers probably not in on Tom Brady, she thinks, because they might wait and see what happens with Kirk Cousins and his contract situation. Of course, one year left on his deal does have a no trade clause, but she threw in there or maybe a trade, Courtney. Is- yeah. To, to clarify what the no trade clause is, that's his leverage. He can turn down any mm-hmm. sort of trade he wants if that was presented to him, if the Vikings and another team were able to work one out. Um, it's Kirk's deal. Like it's, it's basically, it's on him, his decision. It's no trade clause and no transition tag for 2021. So if he wanted to go to the San Francisco 49ers, if somehow there was a trade that came to fruition where Jimmy Garoppolo would come to Minnesota, finish out whatever's left on his contract, Kirk goes to, um, San Francisco, gets to reunite with his former offensive coordinator. It is possible if he says yes. Mm-hmm. That is obviously if they found it, you know, the trade partners were in line and the whole deal was set up. But yeah, I mean, it is reckless speculation season. And the topic at hand, what Diana was talking about on Get Up, 
And what's been talked about for the last, you know, two or three weeks is Tom Brady. Right. That's how this came up. That's how this whole thing came up. And it's just an interesting thing to point out just because of how close this deal was to happening before they got Jimmy Garoppolo in the trade um, and the 49ers now, at least on this trajectory with Garoppolo, that's his team. Because I was out in, I was out in the Bay Area when this whole thing was kind of unfolding after Shanahan was hired. And then you go through that 2017 season, you think, okay, is it possible? But they traded for him midway, Garoppolo, that is, midway through the season. So then that kind of nixed his plans. But going into that, once he was hired, you thought, okay, it's only a matter of time before Cousins gets here. And I know that Kyle's talked about it uh, publicly, that that was his quarterback. That's who he wanted initially before, obviously, they're in the situation. Yeah, the relationship now. and mutual admiration between sure. those two guys is no secret. Shanahan and Cousins, they mm-hmm. they were together a long time in Washington. And like you said, Shanahan has made no secret that Kirk Cousins was the guy that he wanted to be his quarterback. And Kirk Cousins has made no secret of how much he liked playing for Kyle Shanahan and working in that system. And it's a similar system here, but not it's not Kyle Shanahan's system exactly. And he really enjoyed his time playing for Kyle Shanahan, playing in that system in Washington. So if there was a team that Cousins might waive his no-trade clause for, I'm not saying would, but might, this is, this seems like a good fit if the Vikings wanted to explore that possibility. Yeah, and he said before that he wants to finish out his career in Minnesota. I mean, that's where he well, sees yeah, himself Yeah, but that's what guys term. say. But if there was any sort of fit... Mm-hmm. The guy who brought him up in this system in Washington, basically a version of the system that they're running now, because obviously, you know, Kyle Shanahan's father is Mike, who worked with Gary Kubiak for a very long time in Denver. So, I mean, the offense would be very similar. I mean, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo bootleg his way into a Super Bowl this year. I mean, they would be running a very similar version of what they did with Garoppolo as they would with Cousins, because I think you can really look at both quarterbacks and see a lot of similarities. And I would put Kirk in the upper, upper, I guess I'd give him the edge there, in terms of who you'd probably want on your team, and and who really overall is a better quarterback. Um, But, you know, that being said, if you could unload that cap hit, if you could unload the fi- unload the financial responsibility and not have to have the responsibility of an extension um, and whatever sort of financial bearings that would come with with Cousins, I think that there's reason to at least argue that you'd want to do it. And there's a common misconception out there about Cousins' no trade clause or what the cap hit would be if they did trade him. There's some dead money in it. I know that. If they do it before June 1st, Collard like just... a million dollars. Yeah, he yeah. just tweeted me this the other day. I think it's $1.9 million. Mm-hmm. Because we were talking about, before this even came up, the possibility of a Cousins trade, and he said it was a 31 or $34 million cap hit and then yeah. corrected himself after doing a little digging. So it's I think if they do it before June 1st, it's a one point Point nine million dollar cap hit. Yeah, it's uh, so he's got a thirty one million dollar hit in tw- in two thousand twenty. So once the new league year kicks in, uh, his base salary is twenty nine point five million. So all fully guaranteed. Uh, the workout bonus five hundred thousand is guaranteed. You know the proration part of his signing bonus that's all guaranteed too. And it's a one it's one million in dead money. So if he agreed to it, and and that's the bottom line here right. is as we speculate about potential fits and, and other things like that and trade talks, because, again, this is all centered around Tom Brady, and I'm really looking forward to what Monday brings us mm-hmm. because it just kind of feels oh, like wait. this whole thing, he's the first domino to fall, and I just wonder how quickly in succession so many others do. Because um, 
since Tom Brady's been dominating the airwaves and really the whole free agent quarterback market, we haven't talked that much about a Kirk Cousins extension because there hasn't been that much buzz about one yet, which leads me to believe that the numbers that are being presented to Cousins by the Vikings are not ones that he's necessarily in agreement with and wants to go ahead and sign an extension before free agency. There was a, there was a prerogative here for the Vikings to get this done before free agency because then it opens up more opportunities for them to free up cap space, to be active in free agency, um, you know, be lowering his cap number for 2021, 2020, as we just mentioned, it's a $31 million hit. That's a lot. That's seven, 16 point something percent of the cap. Right. Um, getting that number down is, is imperative for this team. You have five or how many days until Wednesday? Oh, five days. No, six days. I'm sorry. Six days. I so, can do I math mean, on the air. It's, it's, it's a week. So, yeah, today's Tuesday. So, I mean, trying to get that deal done in the meantime is, is of ut- the utmost importance for the Vikings, but it just doesn't feel like it's going to come to fruition before that. Um, so, I'm curious to see kind of what the next week brings, because as we know, the legal tampering period opens at noon on Monday, and I anticipate there being a lot of movement. When that thing happens, you brought two things to mind for me, one concerning Kirk Cousins, one concerning the Minnesota Vikings as it pertains to Cousins. And I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now, it might have been an article from you that I read at ESPN.com that sort of made me come to this realization. Kirk Cousins, I think, has leverage right now where Tons. he stands and a lot of leverage. And if I'm him, I'm not signing anything in the next six days because the price for quarterbacks is always going up. And I don't know that it'll ever go up in one offseason as much as it was as much as it will this offseason because of the number of quarterbacks and the caliber of quarterbacks that are out there on the free agent market. If he waits until after Tom Brady and the rest of mm-hmm. the dominoes fall this year, or even waits until next offseason where I haven't looked at the free agent class of quarterbacks for 2021, but I would imagine he'll be at or near the top of that class of quarterbacks, which is going to, that means that he'll be in demand and can probably find at least two teams that are willing to get into a bidding war for him, like he did when he got the contract with the Vikings. If I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm waiting at least a couple weeks to see where all the dominoes fall this offseason, and I'm probably waiting till next offseason to really maximize how much I can make on this sure. next contract. I mean, I mean, that's the leverage that he's earned. Right. Um, whether you like him or not, I mean, he has earned that type of leverage because he won the playoff game. Uh, he did the one thing in his career that he had yet to do, and the team that signed him, they never said, we signed Kirk Cousins to come win a Lombardi trophy. They the next step. So he reached mm-hmm. the next step. So that was the leverage that he created for himself. And really, the ball's in his court with that. And, and we can get into what that does for him in terms of the perception by the fan base, because I think it honestly puts him on thin ice, and I'll explain. Um, but wait until Dak Prescott gets that $33 million a year deal. Wait until see potentially even next season. I know you mentioned the free agent quarterback class. Wait till Patrick Mahomes gets his deal. Right. And I'm not saying he's going to, Kirk is going to be anywhere close to the $200 million quarterback deal that we anticipate for Mahomes. But if he's aiming for a $35 million a year deal, similar to what Russell Wilson has, his agent certainly has a lot of work to do to kind of convince an organization like the Vikings or elsewhere that, hey, I mean, he hasn't won a Super Bowl, but he's worthy of this much. But when you take a look at what other quarterbacks are going to be getting within this bubble that I don't know when it's going to pop. I guess it can mm-hmm. maybe I think we anticipate it popping after the Mahomes deal or at least somehow coming back down to earth. Because are we going to start paying quarterbacks 41, 42 million dollars a year after that? I don't know. Um, but the situation he's in now by signing a deal, by taking a hometown discount, he really does 
do himself a disservice by not waiting to see what other guys are going to get. Because we know this quarterback market, somebody's the richest quarterback in the league for a cup of coffee. Right. And even Kirk. I mean, I remember back in 2018, he was the richest quarterback uh, in the NFL on an average year basis for about five seconds until Matt Ryan signed his I deal. I was working in Milwaukee at the time, and people were laughing at the Vikings. Like, ha, they think Kirk Cousins is worth is, is worthy of being the highest-paid quarterback in the league. And I looked around, and I went, they don't think he's the best quarterback in the league. He was just the best option this offseason, and so they had to pay mm-hmm. top market price for him. That's that's how free agency usually works. And you're right, he won't get Patrick Mahomes money. He won't get Deshaun Watson money or Lamar Jackson money. But as those guys keep resetting the market, it trickles down, and the rank and file behind them will make more than they would have previous to those contracts being signed. Yeah, and I think that even with Tom Brady, because we know the Patriots don't do deals at market value, right. um, let's see what he gets. Right. He could be in that same sort of range, certainly, um, to at least if you look at the last five quarterback deals that have been done, what, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers in there, he's obviously in that range still, even coming upon his 43rd birthday and playing for however many more years. I know he wants to play till he's 45. So you're going to see him get a deal that's at at market value. And if he is the first domino to fall in free agency, then the other deals are going to kind of fall in line behind that. You're going to start to see where the whole thing evens out. And then Kirk may say, okay, now that I've seen what everybody else is getting, now I'll go ahead and do this. And even still, the Vikings could be active in the first wave of free agency. Let's say they get something done with Cousins and extension early on next week, uh, either in the legal tampering window, which, I mean, that doesn't matter for the, the for them. I'm just, you know, in terms of days, that's where I'm thinking because he's obviously under contract. He's with the team. They can do it whenever they want. They could have done it in the middle of the season last sure. year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Vikings certainly want to be active in free agency, and they need the they need the financial wherewithal to do that. So I've said this from the beginning, even going into the combine, I always felt like Cousins was the first thing that they had to get figured out. And I know that they're actively trying to do that. But like Diana mentioned, um, maybe the reason the 49ers are in this holding pattern, potentially, I mean, they already have a quarterback under contract. They may not want Tom Brady at right. all. Like, I think it's I think it's a four point five million dollar cap. But if they trade, if they Garoppolo trade Garoppolo, or Garoppolo. Sure. Yeah, sure. But um, Cousins contract is up after 2020. Let's say the Vikings and Cousins can't come to an agreement on an extension and he becomes a lame duck quarterback, so to speak, going into his last season. Mm -hmm. He plays out this year. He could go there next year and then they can worry about whatever they want to do um, with moving Garoppolo via trade. Um, Like this could all end up playing out exactly how she was speculating on, you know, just with the movement piece, the part of it, the pieces that would have to go in succession for Cousins to get there. Maybe it's all a matter of time and waiting because, A, it kind of benefits him to wait just from, from his perspective of seeing what everybody else gets. But also, maybe his better fit or maybe where he wants to be eventually would be somewhere else. And he only has to wait another year of playing in this offense to do that. Now, like I said, he has, Cousins has the leverage. If he if we're talking about negotiations between Cousins and the Vikings, sure. I think the way that the Vikings can flip the script a little bit and gain some leverage themselves in this whole thing is you go to Kirk Cousins. You said Cousins has said in the past, I want to finish out mm-hmm. my career in Minnesota. I think that's just something guys say because it doesn't look good to the hometown fans. If you were to say otherwise, it feels like, yeah, Minnesota's cool, but I'm, I could go play somewhere else and be happy. Yeah, but, I don't expect the next three years to go so well. So right, we're exactly. Gonna, we're going to see exactly. how this whole thing so, shakes out. But let's say he means it. Let's take him yeah. at face value and say he means it. That's got to be a two-way street, and the Vikings have to say, well, we want you to be a Viking for the rest of your career, and we're willing to pay you to do just that. If they go to him and they say, look, we uh, 
we're not sold on you as our quarterback beyond 2020. You have one year left on this contract. Let us explore some deals for you. And you go to the 49ers and you say, you really want Kirk Cousins? Why don't you get him now? Because we all know the window doesn't stay open for that long to be a competitive NFL football team. If you think this is the quarterback, this is the piece that you plug into the middle of your team and and it puts you over the top. Why don't we work out a deal? You get that piece now rather than let your window close a little bit over the next year or so. Kirk Cousins is happy. The 49ers are happy and the Vikings are happy. And that way the Vikings have a little bit of leverage. Whereas if they just want to negotiate some kind of extension with Kirk Cousins, they really don't. And the price keeps going up every day. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll say this about the leverage play that they could also, you know, if they wanted to bring this up. Kirk is very image conscious and we know that. I mean, he's got he's got a whole brand team around him. He is every quarterback seems to be in this model where you have marketing people, your own special PR people, um this brand that you've cultivated and built. And him saying, you know, want he wants to stay here in Minnesota play out the rest of his career when he signed uh in 2018. I remember the introductory press conference that was among the first things he said that, you know, assuming it all goes well, this is where he'll finish his career. Well, Taking a hometown discount doesn't do him any favors. Right. But in the image department for a fan base that has been very skeptical of him, how is that going to look when you want another fully guaranteed deal after you've made buku bucks your entire career? Two franchise tags, which came at an incredibly high cost. Yep. Another fully guaranteed deal, which killed your team's ability to go out and be active in free agency. And then now let's, let's say, and, and we don't know the figures yet, but let's say that they're, they're sitting on this because they don't want they, they want to uh, have another fully guaranteed deal. That's going to look greedy. Right. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. If you're looking at this fan base that said, what have you really done? You won us one playoff game. What have you actually proven on a consistent basis? And now you want all this extra money? I don't think that's any small factor for someone like Kirk Cousins. I really don't. I think that there's that weighs into the decision of how he's viewed beyond his team. I mean, his teammates, too. I mean, we've asked players. Matthew and I have been in that locker room shortly after Kirk signed, and even, you know, last year. Like, how, what did that contract do to the locker room? Mm-hmm. You see guys, I mean, we talk about this in the CBA, where there's only such a small percentage of players who are making these millions and millions of dollars in the rest of your roster, and what that did to their inability to keep players like Sheldon Richardson, Latavius Murray, all those other guys around last year. Now you want another fully guaranteed contract, potentially? That, I don't know. I just think from the perception factor, the Vikings could use that as a leverage play to be like, look, you know, we like you, right. you know, and we like you enough. We want to give you this extension to keep you around now because it's going to help us. But, you know, we've already done a ton for you. We gave you a fully guaranteed deal, three years, $84 million, unprecedented. You know, it hurts us to do it again. Try to understand that. And... You know, he can, he doesn't, and it's business is business. He doesn't have to agree with that. But I do think from the backlash and the flack that he would get by pushing for another fully guaranteed deal and not agreeing to somewhat of a hometown discount could hurt him. If I was in his position, it wouldn't factor in as well. But like you said, I'm not Kirk Cousins. He's very image conscious. And, and if he's going to be in Minnesota long term, he definitely wants to win over the Minnesota fans, especially the ones sure. who are still a little skeptical. And of there him. are plenty. Right. There oh, plenty. absolutely. No doubt about it. Now, last week sometime, Mackie asked me on Mackie and Judd with Rami, weekdays 4 to 6, ScoreNorth.com and the ScoreNorth app, anytime you want to go and listen to it, 
to come up with a scenario where Tom Brady gets into is is put in a Vikings uniform. He's a quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. And I said, you have to find a way to either force or convince Kirk Cousins to waive his no trade clause. And 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 then that frees up the money to go and get Kirk Cousins, whether it's some kind of three way deal. I don't know. But that's that's mm-hmm. the first domino that has to fall. And I got called all sorts of four letter names when we made an audiogram out of it, as I usually do when those audiograms are made. And that's fine. But what I said was Tom Brady or no Tom Brady with the quarterback class that's out there this offseason between the free agents and guys who, according to credible reports, are are varying degrees of available via a trade. Cam Newton, guys like that. You would be doing yourself a disservice as an organization and not doing your due diligence if you've already decided we're not signing Kirk Cousins to an extension to not try and find a way right now within the Vikings organization to get out of that contract and move forward at the quarterback position. Now, do you think this is something realistically that they're talking about within the Vikings, that they're ready to move on from Kirk Cousins and trying to maneuver a way to do that as soon as possible? Well, I won't say it's via trade because I haven't heard that of them trying to at least come up with a situation to present him to be like, hey, you want to waive your no trade clause? I have not heard that. But it is a very realistic possibility that they will have to draft a quarterback and draft one high, as in the second round. Mm-hmm. There's, I cannot see Rick Spielman on draft day or the night before or anything like that getting so eager and aggressive as to potentially trade your number 25 pick. Um, I know Matthew's thrown out the idea of trading Daniil Hunter, packaging that to move up to two to get two up. That was another audiogram that got me plenty we, of We've been talking about that, I feel like, since since the beginning of February. So it's it's been a long few weeks. Um, but I do think that while they won't be going after the top three or four quarterbacks in this class, just because... You don't want to lose all the draft capital that you have built up, and I just don't know if Tua is the right... He's not necessarily the right fit in a Mike Mm Zimmer-type team, Um, but you can definitely go get... Or not Tua, excuse me. Tua would be fine. I was going to bring up the Jalen Hurts argument. I just just confused myself. Sorry. Um, I do it all the time. If if, if you go after Jalen Hurts as a second-round pick, it makes sense. Now, would he be the right fit in a Mike Zimmer team? I'm not sure. Um, But that's more of, at least in my mind, a likely possibility of getting a second-round quarterback um, than trying to trade up and get Tua Tagovailoa. You know, via you know, sending somebody from your team currently and your first round pick, that doesn't feel likely. But there is a very realistic conversation happening right now, based on the fact that Kirk may not sign the extension. Right, and then you can't you can't put yourself in a bind if you still believe your window to win now is is open, and and depending on whatever degree it's open. You have to have another quarterback, and I think it's smart to draft one anyways. A, you don't have a backup on your roster right now. I mean, Jake Browning on the practice squad last year. You go get year. Kyle Sloter back, though. That's always an option. Man, yeah, that would be um, that would be fun for this fan base. I know that we would have a lot to talk about. Um, That's which, at Rami is tweeting, if you're wondering, Kyle Sloter fans. Or, be doing that, Rami. or Kyle Sloter's dad, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll steer clear of that. But um, I, I think that there's reason that you'd want to go draft a second, use your second round pick on a quarterback because you just don't know what the future holds with Kirk Cousins, and you need a backup quarterback, and let's say Kirk is awesome this year. You have somebody in the wings like a Jalen Hurts. Just I'm just going to throw that name out there because we haven't really dived into the second-round, third-round quarterbacks just yet that I think would be I'm fits. on the Jordan Love bandwagon. 
I like him. This year's Patrick Mahomes. I like him. He won't him, be, but, but he won't be every at year. Every year there'll be this year's Patrick Mahomes. Sure. He'll be the first one. So I'm just going to get on that train right That's now. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, and I like him, and I think that the the Justin Herbert Jordan Love debate is fun and it's healthy and it's good draft pre draft talk for sure. Um, I don't know if the Vikings would be in play for him. How much they'd have to give up to move? Like, wh- where is he projected right now? Top fifteen, sixteen. Love. Yeah, he keeps moving up. I was seeing like, second round in the first in the early projections, and then the more Todd McShay talks about him, the more he climbs. And now I'm seeing like mid to late first round, like between sixteen and twenty five ish. Yeah, I feel like I've seen him. I know in some of our mocks, which you know we'll we'll get into the mock draft world uh, with the fan sided stuff that Matt and I do on the show. We can do that probably tomorrow. Um, somebody sent us a draft sim that I think had either Tua. Falling to twenty, they they took a picture of like the whole thing. It's like, wow, I can't believe he fell that far. Okay. Um, maybe something about the medicals. I guess fan fan sided seems to know more about that than draft analysts. But um, if there was a quarterback in play for them within the sixteen to twenty five range, you could make the argument of trying to trade up. I just think that getting up way too high just doesn't feel realistic. But you know, to circle back. What this brings up is the fact that they need another quarterback. They need another voice in the room. Sean Mannion's gone, mm-hmm. so you need a backup. Why not go get him through the draft, and why not have a succession plan? Like as I said, like let's say Kirk has a great year this year, then you just trade whoever your second round pick was if he's if it was indeed a quarterback. Yeah, there's never a shortage of teams looking for quarterbacks. Yeah, and I think the whole adage that you know if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. That's that's BS in today's world. I mean. Which is the right quarterback? I mean, if there was ever a time where you needed to pull Kirk out of a game and have somebody who could be a viable backup, and we haven't seen that in his first two seasons, you know, knock on wood for him, obviously in terms of health, but also being able to handle the situations even when games have not gone the Vikings' way, you know, well, what happens if if that script gets flipped in year three? And there is a situation where you need to go to that. You need somebody that you know comfortably speaking, can handle the ra- take the reins of the offense and handle what's asked of him. And real quick, to circle back around where we started with Diana Rossini talking about Kyle Shanahan's mm-hmm. obsession with Kirk Cousins and fueling reckless speculation that maybe they try and trade for Cousins this offseason or the Vikings just approach them about that. I don't think it would be a Cousins for Garoppolo trade because you're right. While Kyle Shanahan seems to really value Kirk Cousins and what he thinks he can bring to a football team, I think that would be the Vikings punting on Kirk Cousins and not wanting a very a, Kirk Cousins-like quarterback yeah. in return. I think it would it would have to not be for Garoppolo or be some kind of three-way deal. There's a lot of talk that if Brady goes to San Fran, Garoppolo back to New England, maybe a three-way trade that maneuvers Garoppolo back to New England, but I'm in my scenario, in my reckless speculation, and in my mind, it's not Cousins for Garoppolo. It's either a three-way deal or Cousins for draft picks, and they mm-hmm. figure out what the hell they want to do with Garoppolo. I'm not looking to get Jimmy Garoppolo in a Vikings uniform. I in don't this think deal. it changes. Like I said, like when you're weighing both of them, like I take Kirk honestly, right. and you know I think he's the better of the two quarterbacks. Um, and the scheme obviously helped Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. I mean, I know there was a whole argument of you don't need him to throw to win games and all of that. Well, that was kind of the argument that the Vikings had early on. Like very similar circumstances, very similar offenses. I think you just be what you just be replacing a version of Kirk if it was a player for player trade, which honestly we don't honestly see that often with the quarterback position anyway. So it'd be kind of unprecedented. Um, but what type of haul could you get for something like that? Like, does that mean that? 
you'd do it and then you'd already have a quarterback drafted or would you be looking at, you know, the free agent market? I mean, how I soon Teddy does this need to happen? Teddy coming back here? Yeah. I mean, that would be a great storyline. But right. once again, you know, I still think if he if this were to play out somehow, the best option would be no extension this offseason, let him play out 2020, and then he can go there as a free agent, and then they figure out what they want to do with Jimmy Garoppolo and let that be San Francisco's problem. we got to get to a quick break. That's Courtney Cronin. I'm Rami Makhlouf. In for Matthew Collar today. After the break, Brooke Pryor of ESPN.com. She'll try and explain to us just what is going on in these CBA negotiations. It's Purple Daily on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Change your vehicle's oil before your summer road trip and save money now with Pennzoil and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic for just $22.95 after mail-in rebate. Save money and protect your engine against sludge and wear with the synthetic oil change. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 